Hello and welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast. My name is Christian Grant, Senior Vice President of the Oh Dear Podcast, Oh Dear Nation, Oh Dear Limited, Oh Dear Weekly, and out of subsidiaries there in 4-2 Witch. With me, as always, on the one podcast where we talk about the things that would make your mother clutch her pearls and say, Oh dear, are my faithful co-hosts, hosts, Nick Whitmer and Brett Raybould. Oh boy, we're doing it. Very we're faithful, here. Christian. I don't have sex with anyone but you. <laughs> <laughs> I will never cheat well, I would on you, hope bro. So. Thank you, bud. Odd question, <laughs> but we might as well start here. Yep. How is, uh, you know, I think like, have you ever cheated on your wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must know. <laughs> of course I have. <laughs> Inquiring minds. Yeah, but like, you know, have you or no? Um, what, you know, when you're trying to make a baby, mm-hmm. how, how is, uh, and it, only if you're comfortable, how is s- sexual related intercourse different? Oh, I have a bit about it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ins- oh, um, perfect. I, this is a perfect segue yeah. into Wits Comedy. Man, I've never been. Never been set up like this before. I, I, I didn't set you up like I'm a nervous. Like, like, yeah. like it's He's a Carson. A <laughs> so uh, I heard you were in Miami this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you're like this Byron like, Allen. Yeah, I was gonna say this is like Comics Unleashed. Oh boy, it's so funny that uh, I love it, man. Yeah, I got I, the, my producer gave me that on the on the on the notes <laughs> for what to bring up. Mm-hmm. I'm the producer. I was like, Brett, you have to set me up. <laughs> I need people to know more about my comedy. Real uh, real quick, before you do tell us that, I, there was one podcast I was booked on. It was a finance-related podcast. They watched this special I put out, and they wanted to do that. They wanted to go, so, like, a lot of friends are, of your friends are getting married. What's that? Yeah. I, oh. I actually had to tell them in um, – <laughs> like in a polite way, I was like, "Listen, I bet we'll just be funnier if we're just kind of yeah, like there, just, yeah, yeah, rather than well, me doing my bit in conversation form." That is a uh, that's very um radio, uh, like morning yeah. radio. That's it's, that's basically what you do when you like when a, when you go to like clubs and headline or whatever, and they, yeah. they book you for morning radio. You go there, go to the town, do the radio, and they're like, "All right, so what are your bits?" And they're like, "I'll set you up." And you just do them. So, Brad Raybould, <laughs> word on the street is, is you just got an aquarium? As if, <laughs> yeah. as if that would go around, yeah. as if that's something that people right. are talking about. That's that, very, and then yeah. you just go, oh, yeah, totally. And here's also yeah. five totally polished minutes about me having yeah. an aquarium. <laughs> With and a then, laugh every 15 seconds. Yeah. And you burn through five minutes that people who listen to the show that see you that night go, oh, <laughs> this is all fake. It's a fucking carnival. It's a bullshit. Yeah. Um, but Whitmer, so tell me, you've had sex to make a kid? What's that like? <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> well, how did that get around? I, I don't know. I'm I don't pretty know. private. I don't know. Is there part of you that's proud that you have a kid because it's like proof that you have? you fuck. You yeah. fuck? Yeah, you're like, it's yeah, tight. dude. It's tight. You you're pointing your kid and you're like, yeah, bro. You want proof it. I've been laid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's yelling in the room next to me. Yeah. That's the proof. Still sick. Here's the physical still embodiment still of my game. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, no, the, my bit was just about how, like. My entire life, I've, you know, tried not to get somebody pregnant. And then when you start to try to get someone pregnant, it's like, it's just crazy. And it like unlocks like a lizard part of your brain Mm. that you didn't know you had. That's like primitive and like wants to keep the species going and things like that. (laughs) So, um, Without just doing my jokes, because <laughs> I won't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. But hey, come see me do stand up. You'll get the whole thing. So you had a Facebook message from Thor Thundergod. What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you only you have to have intimate knowledge of Whitmer's yeah. act to to laugh at that. 
But wait, tell them what happened with Thor Thunder God. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Christian, what if we make this whole episode? Yeah. Us? Just, we're- Putting wit in the no fun position. (laughs) The no fun feels like, you know, the opposite of actually being funny of just doing your bits. So So uh, Whitmer, you you said dog. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So Whitmer, sometimes your comedian friends call you funny things that uh, (laughs) non-comedian friends can't call you. So how's that go? (laughs) Like, how does that go? God damn. Man, so, uh, Whitmer, you look like a, a celebrity, <laughs> a heavier version Man, of a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. They just literally just basically do your joke with different words. Yeah. Matt just, Damon, right? What rhymes with Matt? <laughs> uh, that's not my joke. Not anymore. <laughs> It should have been. It should remain in your act as one of those asides. Yeah. No. For the never. record. Now you no, should go. Who did that joke? You know who did that joke? This mm. just, this is this this has proved my point on that how bad that joke was. Charlie Bowie because he James. looks like you. <laughs> that would be really Cause, funny. Because he looks like you. James Corden did that joke about him, mm. and he looks nothing like Matt Damon. So he like, said he was Fat Damon. Yeah. Hmm. I bet I, I bet one of his writers saw you in an open mic years ago. <laughs> I just like I I always think that sometimes. I mean, I think I brought that up before, but like here's I don't know if you guys the, know this, but the word it's not impossible. Is one, one syllable and it rhymes with fat. It's not that. Yeah. It's not that clever. <laughs> it's not, it's not oh, like it was. Shit. Oh shit! Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> it's not. It's like a. It's a one. It's like It's like a rap from 1981. It's like, right. It's not, I get it. Oh, see, oh. see when you explain it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I just thought you were just like calling yourself Fat Damon, just because like I don't know Damon, and then adding the word fat. I didn't even think how Matt <laughs> was. It's Matt Damon, right? Yeah. But then it's Matt. Yeah, when oh. you're first doing stand-up to those who don't know, you're, you're, I mean, at least for me, I'll tell my unique story, I suppose, is that, I don't know, one of the very first jokes that a lot of people tell is what they look like. And there's always, like, celebrity blends, like, I look like if, you know, Tony t- the Tiger had sex with blah, 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 blah. And it's like... Oh, shit, they're, that's they're good. Just, oh, they're shit. Just, <laughs> that's good shit. They're just... Um, <laughs> When you're new to comedy, you got nothing. So, like, those are yeah. the things that you're like, you just need to get a laugh because otherwise, go back to school, you idiot, you know? Um, <laughs> but, Whitmer, you do look like Tony the Tiger mixed with the good. <laughs> <laughs> you do. That's. <laughs> I can't but, uh, you know, and when you're new to comedy, your brain is so fresh, Whitmer, that you write the greatest punchline you've written to date. <laughs> and, uh, and then it's all downhill from there. It's a, it's a real shame. It's a real shame to the comedy community. It's a real shame to the world at large. When I first you know I the- was doing that joke back in like 2012, 2013, and I started comedy in 2011. So it took two years to write Fat Damon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did a, I, I auditioned for Late Night at the Comic Strip, which is a comedy club in New York, and you get passed for late night spots, which just means when the regular booked show that people bought tickets for ends they just start throwing up new comics until all the audience eventually leaves um mm-hmm. so I auditioned for that and i did that joke and that was the joke that like got me past there because everybody started but every time i walked into that building for like a year and a half fat damon what's up fat damon, uh, fat damon. Uh, i'm like oh, I'm, just living, I'm living in yeah. no, well partly and then also you grow out of terrible jokes that you used to tell. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's stand up is the only show where the show ends and they're like, all right, just fucking whoever, just go up there just to keep them in the room. Yeah. Like they're yeah. never be on Broadway, you know, like right. Hamilton, <laughs> Hamilton ends and they're like, uh, fuck it. Just start doing West Side Story. I don't know. <laughs> we want them still yeah. buying drinks. Keep yeah. the drinks rolling. That's so funny. Um, do you want to hear the first joke I ever said on stage? Yes. So I come up there and I go, hey, guys, my name's Christian. Like the religion. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just want to say, <laughs> Christian did the house show about three weeks ago. He did do that show. <laughs> and I waited. <laughs> for the, <last laughs> the, the classic, like, oh, this guy hasn't done much stand-up technique is yeah. the pull the microphone yep. away from the... Yep. The people pull the mic away from their mouth to be yes. like... Da, da, da. I know it's it makes me cringe every time I see it. I mean, sometimes sometimes they'll do uh, like if you watch any reality show at some point for some reason they make the cast like do stand up comedy now. That's so <laughs> I don't know why, but when they do those episodes, I can't watch. It's so it's so painful to watch because like they do all that thing. They have the mic. They don't move the microphone stand and they mm. do the thing where they say the punchline and they move the mic to their like hip and then look yeah. down and laugh at their own joke. And you're like, to be yeah. like, guys, I, I was just, I'm just kidding. I don't think it's funny, but if you guys <laughs> think it's funny, then it's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am. Um, that's one of the things that like when a young comedian, it doesn't happen as often anymore, but back when I was a young whippersnapper, hanging out at comedy clubs you'd occasionally meet people who are thinking about trying you know stand up so they'd ask you like you have any advice and the only i was like i can i can't tell you anything about how to be funny but i can give you very practical advice yeah is that take the mic stand put it behind you and when you hold the mic hold it towards the bottom of the mic not towards the top of the mic and mm. there you go. The rest you got to figure out for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like but like to, that's I such like an to... annoying when, when someone keeps the mic stand, they take the mic out and then the mic stands just sitting in front of them empty. It's just so distracting and everybody sees mm. it and everybody's like, why is, it, why is it there? It's just distracting. It's in everybody's field of vision. And then if you like put the fucking your hand all the way up to the front of your face, it like covers your mouth and no one can see your face. It's stupid. You're not a rapper. So don't hold the mic like that. Mm, I don't know. I disagree. It's fun to knuckleball the mic like that. <laughs> it really lets them know you're a fucking intense comic. Um, um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, people ask me. Uh, people have more than once have been like, Hey man, I really want to get into comedy. What, like, what do I do? And like, I don't know what the advice they're looking for is, but I always just go like, I just write five minutes, find an open mic and just go do it. Like I, but, and then after that, it's like crickets, like nothing. And not like, not like, Oh, I'm never going to try. It's like a weird, like, Oh, I thought you were going to, I don't know, like write jokes for me or something. I like, I don't, I don't it's, know what they w- were expecting. They're they're almost like, show. Oh yeah. Oh, you want to do stand up? We'll write this way, sir. Come into show business. Yeah, yeah. Just follow this yeah. door and you're there. I always say that too. I always tell people like a friend of mine reached out and, and she was like, I was thinking about, I'm, she's like, I think I'm really funny and I want to try stand up. And I was like, okay, well, if you're just doing it as a hobby, just to do it, that's fine. Just do whatever. Show up to an open mic, do it. If you're trying to make a career out of it and you really feel like you have aspirations of being like a professional comedian, I was like, you have to be obsessed with it. You have It has to become the thing you love in life and it you have to just do it all the time and think about it all the time, at least in the first like five or six years anyway, because if you don't, if you're not like that in the first five or six years, you'll never develop you know, the, 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 the muscles and the, 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 the skills and stuff that you need to be like, if you're just a weekend warrior from the beginning, like it's just not going to work. You just, you're never going to get good. Mm. Yeah. That's the truth, man. I, 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 uh, I think it was Jim Marco Sorcy. Um, he posted like some text he got from somebody who, I guess he got like a comedy central thing. And then somebody reached out like probably some friend from high school reached out and was like, Hey man, uh, I was thinking about getting a stand up. How do we like basically basically what he was asking was like, hey, how do I skip all the work? Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's mostly what people want to know. They're like, hey, can you just like slide me into your spot now? Yeah. That- <laughs> now that you're on Comedy Central, I was thinking maybe you could let me go on instead of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting. I, I don't know. I And I like I don't even go like. I don't even do the thing of like, well, if you want to be serious about it or a career versus like, if you just want to do a hobby, I just go like, all right, just write five minutes and then just do an open mic and then just keep doing that. That's it. (laughs) It's as easy as that. And then they're like, Oh, I, I don't know. (laughs) Like I have to find it myself. I'm like, I, I mean, I don't, you're in like Georgia. I don't even know (laughs) like what, what you want me to do. 
right, fly right. up to New York and I'll set you up. You can live with me. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's also like want. there's people who like they don't get like I've met genuinely really funny people who are like, yeah, I think I'd like to do stand up. And they're like really funny people. But like that doesn't necessarily translate to the stage. Like people yeah. don't realize that being funny on stage and being funny off stage are completely different and the context is completely different. Yeah. Like I always tell the story, like I was hanging out with these, um, with some, uh, like some friends and they had friends there. So they were introducing me and they're like, Oh, this is Nick. He's a comedian. And then like their friends the entire night are doing like the cliche things like, Oh, is he going to talk about that in his act? Uh, and then like the, some drunk guy like fell off a stool and they started laughing and they're like, dude, you should totally talk about that on stage. <laughs> and it's like you don't get when you remove the context of you and me standing in front of the guy yeah all of a sudden me saying this guy fell is not that funny <laughs> like right. you have like that's not where comedy co- like comedy yeah. comes from me telling them about how dumb you are telling me to do that <laughs> on stage like that's where something yeah. funny is like you have just no idea it's uh I don't know. The, yeah, the the idea of a there's a really funny uh, friend of mine. Do you guys know um, Alan Elian? Uh, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> all right, well I should shout his ass out. He did a show. He has this character he does um, called uh, Spenny Pugliano. Okay. Spenny uh, Pugliano is this. A uh, man in his like late forties from Long Island, who's like just this really well-meaning father figure who's now like trying stand-up, and the my favorite part of him watching his stand-up set is that his stand-up set mostly consists of him quoting like the office, <laughs> like like he literally just brings up an episode of the office. And it's like, so it's pretty funny because, you know, Michael Scott, he was in like, the, he was in the break room, right? And, you know, my, and he just bumbling and he just yeah. keeps, uh, it's like, in what world would someone think it's stand-up comedy to quote yeah. a TV show? <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. That's it's really so funny. funny. Um, but let's not bury the lead. We've been talking, we were talking about it off mic, but Brett is uh, featured in an article on Vox today that you can look at, look at, that you can read right now. Um, That's right. I don't know where, I'm sure you'll be posting about it on your Instagram and links to it everywhere on your social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. That's but right. But it is, it's all about Brett Coin and Brett's, uh, Brett's big time now. Guys, uh, you guys are going to have to start paying me to show up for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Venmo request you guys $250. i will keep it reasonable so you're like, maybe I will. But, um, yeah, I'm in Vox. Vox News. Vox with a V. Not, Not Fox. Fox. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Although I have tried to get on Fox Business many times and the producer went cold on me. Like the bitch she is. No, I'm kidding. That's uh, not how I feel. But now it's now you got juice, baby. They're gonna be begging you, Brett, baby. Got, <laughs> now I got some juice. Now, now I got some juice. I'm gonna have to post that shit on Reddit. I'm gonna have to do a whole fucking thing. Yeah. Um, I was really, I'm really excited about it because this is probably the biggest platform, or at least the most legitimate, like, true news platform that Breitcoin has gotten on. I think you should send the Fox producer a video um, saying, listen, I was recently featured in Vox and I just want to let you know that now I have juice. And as you say, the juice, bring in the portrait of OJ next to you yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and be like, I'm available at these dates looking for Uh, it. Oh, shit. That's so funny. I got juice, juice, baby. The the juice is loose, baby. I don't know. Do I have? Does it mean I have juice? How does that work? How does well, that if work? enough people see it, when people, you know, people are in demand. I mean, you're getting in podcasts. You're on Lisa Ann's podcast. Ted Alexandro just featured you on his podcast. Um, you know, you're getting written up in Vox. That's that's heat, baby. It, it's that's all heat. It's, it's conversation, of, baby. It's the, but the reality is, it's none of it is like. Uh, 
heat, heat. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, all that stuff is just perception anyway. Pursuing stand-up, it's like trying to cast shadows on a wall of dinosaurs. Does that, Mm -hmm. of like scary shit. It's like you need to make whatever it is look bigger and badder than it really is. You know what you need to do? You need to start making memes, Bretcoin memes, and then putting them in Wall Street bets. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's all you need. These days, memes are move a lot faster throughout the internet than information-rich articles about things that matter. (laughs) It is true. I've I've figured out a a, like a a news story based on the meme before, where I just like saw a meme and I was like. Oh, I guess Kwame Brown is <laughs> talking. I don't know who Kwame Brown is, but I guess he's talking shit. That's uh, that is highly accurate. We've even seen memes like the most pathetic thing is there have been Congress people who have they're doing some whatever the presentation and I, like uh, and they've brought memes on the House floor. Yeah. Like they, they have a fifteen like a a twenty inch or a huge poster board. Of just like a freaking Facebook meme that a moron would share, dude. And then it's 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 like I was watching the Sunday night football game. It was the Patriots and the versus Tom Brady, and um, they sh- they showed a close up to one of the coaches on the sidelines. It was actually Bill Belichick's son, and he like licked his lips in like the weirdest way mm-hmm. on the close up. And then Al Michaels, literally Al Michaels, the literally the guy said, "Do you believe in miracles?" Yes. He's like eighty one years old. He's a legend. Al Michaels goes, well, that's going to be a meme. And sure enough, (laughs) it's a fucking meme. It's all over Twitter. I'm like, God damn it, dude. (laughs) Like even Al Michaels, like the fact that Al Michaels has to know about memes is kind of heartbreaking to me. It's kind of like, it's like the age of innocence is gone. Like the 81 year old guys. I mean, I don't know yeah. how I should look up how Al Michaels is. I keep calling him 81. He might not be 81. I'm going to look he's 30. Up. He's 36. He did Miracle on Ice <laughs> when he was 15. Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, memes like it is like uh, who's 76. making Who's Dude, making content them? farms? That's- there are literally content farms that make all these fucking memes and send them out. And like they're made by fucking Russia. <laughs> they're like it's so yeah. <laughs> it's so funny how we're being divided over memes, basically. And memes are like yeah. the our we've devolved our uh, our discourse into everything in, down into just a picture with seven or less words on on the picture, like the condescending the Willy Wonka meme. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you believe. Uh, Oh, you believe the January 6th riot, like, wasn't justified? Tell me how they, that feels or and then whatever. They, they yeah. copy that over, and then they just take – they change wasn't to was, and then it works for both sides, and then they just yeah. it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's literally just to divide people, and it's working, dude. There's, like – it's crazy how, how much it's working. Yeah, it's like – Biden said, tax the rich, and then Michael Jordan meme. And I took that personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, someone, yeah. I think it was maybe Glenn Greenwald or somebody like that on Twitter pointed out, like, um, the behavior of, of people now is so extreme. Like, uh, Salon.com or something was, like, openly celebrating bullying of this woman who – I don't even – I didn't even read the story – but clearly she did something that lines with conservative values. Um, so Shame. they're basically salon.com posted this thing like, yes, you should bully Margaret, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. And <clears throat> everybody like kind of pointed out that salon.com used to be the anti-bullying thing. Like don't yeah. people in then now they're celebrating bullying someone who they disagree with politically. So someone basically pointed out that like we've gone so far that we're selling out our our morals to win a war basically and everybody has sold their soul and like everybody is just doing yep. things and nobody's happy like the person who's writing the we should bully this woman isn't happy they're just yeah. so angry and then i yeah. wrote i wrote yeah they're not happy and i was like do you think the other side's happy do you think like a woman in target like a woman loves like an, a woman who's against masks loves yelling at employees in a target. No, she doesn't like that. 
And then I got yeah. attacked by a few people going, well, she, it's like, you're missing the point. Yeah. Like we've completely dehumanized each other to yeah. where if you bring up a point about defense, like basically saying this woman who wrote this blog has sold her soul. And I go, well, the other person sold their soul too. And then you go, you can't see the similarities between the two because yeah. one side is good and one side is bad. And if you ever bring up the other side, no, 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 they're bad, 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 bad. They're evil. Yeah. There's no winning. Like we've literally dehumanized the other side, whatever side you are politically, the other side has been dehumanized to you to where you're just convinced that half of the country is evil. That's yeah. an excellent point, Fat Damon. And building on it, um, <laughs> God damn it. No, no, I mean, you're absolutely right that uh, there is no principles. It's just if it's, if it's not my team, then it's okay to do. You can right. spit in their eye. I don't give a fuck. It kind of is coming to most, um, not, not a head, but right now I think, there's like this interesting push and pull on like vaccine mandates that, uh, you know, this is, you know, this is oh dear, this is a very pro vaccine podcast. Mm-hmm. I would say, I'd say we err on the side of being for yeah, them. Two thirds but- of us are for the vaccine. You guys have to guess <laughs> which one isn't. <laughs> anyway, you, know, bro, you, you go ahead with what you were going to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hold on, Brent. <laughs> it is interesting to think which one of us would be most likely to, because on, on surface level of their life, you'd go easily Whitmer, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Anti- anti- well, no, think no. about I think your background. You. you you live in like a hippie commune. <laughs> you're like, and you don't, uh, and you, you, you don't wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Yeah, anti-vax is like there's people on the on the on the right. Yeah, who, who are anti-vax, but where it goes all the way around to the other side is where you get into. I like love it. Goop holistic. Hipster yes. territory. Yes. Like, yeah. th- that's like the people from Alabama and people from like the most expensive county, Santa Barbara County and Los Angeles or whatever, have a lot in common when it comes to vaccines. I'll it's that fucking up. dirt roads and gated communities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dirt roads in Alabama and gated communities in Orange County. You know? Yeah. People who live on rocks and people who <laughs> live off crystals, like they're crystals. That's really this. It is a very say, interesting. You're no, gonna say that. I, it, like here, take for example, right now, uh, it's kind of like a story in the NBA. Several prominent NBA players are anti-vax. Most right. notably, Kyrie Irving. Um, right, he's mm-hmm. the guy who thought the Earth was flat. You don't think- say. He yeah. did think the earth was flat. Okay. Yep. Yes. And so, you know, but it's kind of this, it's kind of funny because in interviews, he interviews big, like, oh, like, what do you think of the vaccine? And he's like, please just respect my privacy. And yeah. even then you're like, all right, I know what he thinks. Because no one who is yeah, exactly. vaccinated or pro-vax has, he has any qualms <laughs> about saying so. <laughs> respect my privacy. But it's an interesting push and pull because it is. You know, it is like an annoying, like you wish everyone would just get it. Yeah. But there is an argument to be made. At least there is one to be made about like, you know, I have agency over what I put in my body, even if it's this thing that can potentially save, you know, maybe my life or others. Obviously, NBA players tend to be the fittest people in society, but um yeah, I mean, uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Because I'm not necessarily for mandated vaccines in every circumstance. Right. I I I definitely understand it, but at the same time, it's just it's just kind of like you just gotta you gotta do it. It's like it's so yeah. It's like you know I how do I explain this? I used to I don't know if this is a a perfect kind of point or whatever like similar but like i used to get upset when people were like um how, how you know how, when obama was trying to push his like health care thing he's like you have to have health care and then they're like i don't what if i don't want to have health care it's like <laughs> you, you just gotta 
you go like there's so many other things that you force to do that you just accept for your own good like like i never understood why they don't why they never said like you can have public health care and private health care it's like public school and private school if you don't want to send your kids to public school you send them to private school if you can't afford to send them to private school you send them to public school that's it it's the same thing and it's like you well well they don't make you they don't force you to go to public school it's like yeah they do <laughs> they do until you're 16 well then you can drop out well then drop out drop out and die like right. just stop like trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater. it's funny because it's like being anti-vaccine it's kind of funny because it's like well what if i don't want to get one it's just it's it'd be like being like just because you have like resent the government so right. much they're like why don't what if the government is like you know, who wants $600? Like, well, what if I don't want $600? Then don't, yeah. <laughs> then fuck you. Yeah. What if I feel well, like $600 infringes on my freedom? It's like, right. I think that like every single person who is anti-vax at this point is uninformed to a certain degree. Um, if you do have some rare health condition where you're advised not to get the vaccine, I wouldn't necessarily put you in an anti vax camp because you're kind of yeah. forced not to be able to take it so when i say people who are against taking the vaccine i'm talking about like people who are claiming shit that's just not anywhere near true um yeah but at the same time it's like it's a very slippery slope uh freedom always is when all of a sudden it's like you have to do this. The government's going to mandate that you have to do this. And it's like, well, where does it stop? Because I think that that is a valid question because I mean, we've seen it with COVID restrictions and shit. Like so many times throughout human history, when there's extenuating circumstances where we break our own um, standards because we deem the situation necessary. Like, for example, after 9-11, like all the fucking Patriot Act, all those things. And then guess what came out 10 years after that? Oh, the NSA was just blatantly spying on people, completely illegal, completely unconstitutional. Like these things happen when you give people power, they they use it in bad ways. So like all of a sudden, like there are concerns where like all of a sudden it's mandatory to take the vaccine. Now there's a records for who has taken it, who hasn't taken it. I mean, there already were records, but that's, that's not anything new. But I'm saying yeah. is like if someone's against the vaccine, you could re- use it to ruin them politically. You know, like there's it, yeah. I just don't trust anybody to have the authority to handle a, ma- a, a actual mandate. I would like there to be a situation where uh we try we try to inform anybody who's against the vaccine in a way and it's, i know it sounds it sounds, it's not possible bro yeah. like at, at but, this but, point okay, that's fine that's fair but hey guess what let him die then like i'm not joking like that sounds harsh but like what responsibility do we have it's like if there's a storm coming and the city's like you have to evacuate the city and someone's like i'm staying well, i don't want to all yeah. right fine that like you're yeah. that's you if you if you die you die and it sucks right. but we try to get you out like at what point is it just on them and i know there's new variants and blah 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 but i mean right. like just let them get it and die i mean i mean i don't know what else to say or get it but and the, become immune to yeah. it naturally like the problem is it affects other people and it's like it's like if if you had a he's like well a hurricane's coming or a tornado's coming and you got to evacuate the area and they're like well i don't want to evacuate the area he's like fine he's like but it's also like your house is made of razor blades <laughs> and if it, if your house blows away it's going to like kill us all so you right. definitely need to, like whatever you need to do something about your house i don't want to right. you're like well you know it becomes our responsibility when it's a a threat to everybody else who's taking precautions. I, I guess my, my wonder, all, like, how, yeah. how, much of a th- how much of it is a threat if we're vaccinated? Like, if the vaccine works as well as we think the vaccine works, yeah. how much of a threat is it to have, I don't know, let's say 30% of the population unvaccinated? How how much of a threat is it really? I mean, I don't know the answer. I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, um, I don't know like, either. I just know that, like... to be that, like... I mean, they were saying it over the summer. This is a now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It seems to me that it'll continue to be that way. Um, even if some variant comes along, that's pretty bad. I'm sure we, yeah. they'll develop a booster. The technology's there. The mRNA yeah. vaccine is already there. All they have to do is apply the new, you know, standards through the, you know, the the um, gene uh, 
mapping or whatever, and then mass produce it, which, yeah, does take time. But I guess I'm just wondering, like, at this point in America anyway, if there's going to be a new variant that takes over and spreads to here and starts killing vaccinated people, it's it's most likely going to come from overseas where there's larger populations that aren't vaccinated. Um, I mean, we saw the Delta variant came from when COVID burned through India and like millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people got it and, and, and so many people died. Um, that doesn't really have the chance to stand here because one, we have better healthcare than more places like places that are, you know, less financially sound or whatever than America. And two, we have vaccines here too. So, you know, I I don't know. To me at this point, I just feel like we should just move on and we're never going to stamp out COVID completely. If we all got vaccinated, we could have, but that's, I think the ship has sailed. So at this point it's like, do we all just play this game forever? And, or do we just eventually go, okay, what's done is done. If you're not vaccinated, whatever, good luck. It's really interesting where people are still anti-vax to the point where to get into places, you need to be vaxxed. Yeah. Uh, like most or a lot of, I think technically every bar, but like, which this was an interaction I had two days ago. Uh, I was just walking in, dude, I was just walking in like a grocery store or something. And uh, not not a bar, a grocery store. And the guy was just like a bouncer standing in front of it. And he goes like, <laughs> he goes like, all right. He did say ID. And like when someone just says that, you just like reflexively hand him your ID. He yeah. meant vaccine. Mm-hmm. But I hand him my ID. And then there, I was just like, wait, do I got to fucking be 21 to enter a key food? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. okay, He's like, like you got you got to come back and bring two girls with you. <laughs> <laughs> got to help that ratio, bro. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's so funny. But Why? yeah, I mean, it's funny because that's the exact thing that people, the anti-vax people are worried about, which is like, I guess like, I I, I mean, it was, um, it was, it was just going to have to be that way. You know, it was inevitable that it was just going to be that like, I mean, you could say it's like, well, here's here's what's coming. They're going to mandate that you, you know, have you, you have to show your vaccine card wherever you get in. And if you don't have the vaccine card, you get thrown in a prison and all, whatever it is, whatever the slippery slope of Orwellian. Has nightmare. anyone noticed that anyone who says they have to do their own research is retarded? <laughs> yeah. Like, right. what, what, how many double blind studies are you conducting? Out of yeah. your basement. It's so annoying. I got to do my own research. Yeah. Well, Natasha, In what world? Huh? Natasha was telling me about this, uh, this person that, uh, I don't remember who, like a nurse friend of hers was telling her about, uh, somebody who's like anti-vax and they're like, yeah, I don't want the vaccine and all this stuff. They were getting hooked up at the hospital to a bunch of stuff. And, uh, she's like, why, why don't you want to get the vaccine? He's like, cause I don't know what's in it. He's like, well, it's funny. Cause I just put like 30 different things in you that you didn't ask what was in it. (laughs) This IV, you have no idea what this IV is pumping. If you've ever eaten phone works. Yeah, really? (laughs) If you've ever eaten Oreos, you don't get to be (laughs) anti-vax. You know what I mean? Like you do not know what's in it. What they say it's a cookie. That's not right. It's not a cookie. What Dude, is look that? At the ingredients <laughs> list. There's an ingredients list, and most of the words you don't yeah. aren't for the human ears. It's like you don't even know how to pronounce them. That <laughs> wasn't like, made with flour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was like photo. There's no butter. <laughs> photosynthate. You're like, what is photosynthate? Is that is that yeah. a thing? Oh, it's in my Oreos. All right, I guess. All right, I'm just taking that in. Like, no one Isn't knows the anything. generic name the generic name of Oreos, like hydroxy, like is there, yeah, more, yeah. Is there more chemical of a name for cookies? That's <laughs> so, it's oh, so man. funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. like, I, I think the logic of, I, I think the logic of, of being an anti-vax is completely wrong. I think the logic behind the, the conversation of mandates and freedoms and this that, and the other is actually valid. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit, and it, it's also like where, where, I mean, where you're born pre and post, like we're, we're all born uh, in a world, well, except Christian was a little before us. Um, 
<laughs> Christian, right, uh, what was, we're, what we're was it like? <laughs> go ahead. Witnessing Vietnam. All right, go. <laughs> had to be the unfunny old guy yeah. joke. Well, it was a different time. It was a different time um, in America. But it's like, we're not like, I read, like, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, but like, I read somewhere on the internet that like credit scores weren't, didn't exist until 1981. But like, mm-hmm. if you're born into a world where credit scores exist, you're, that's just the thing you do. And it's just like seatbelt yeah. laws. It's just like, all these other shit so we do all of this shit all the time every day because we're told to and it's good for us you know like wearing a seatbelt in the car and you know taking your hep b and tetanitis and all these fucking vaccines you take when you're a kid and we do all these things because they're just normal to us and then when a new Mm. thing comes they go hey whoa 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 but if it's like not unlike all the other vaccines that are mandatory, like yeah. there are mandatory vaccines and getting a measles vaccine, getting all these things, there's religious exemptions to them. But yeah. if you want to go to public school, you need to take all these vaccines. It's, it's like, right. That's just the world we live in. So I, yeah. I understand like being a little weary of mandated vaccines, but we already have mandated vaccines. So yeah, well, the, I think it's, the, a, the, I think it's just a division. I think it's like all the memes we were talking about before. I think people are just like, they're so untrustworthy of the other side that and vaccines have become a uh, a big a big like front page issue uh, for the other side being devious liars who are trying to fuck with you. And it doesn't help that sometimes, but you know, the left is devious liars that are trying to fuck with you, and not that the right isn't because they are very much the same. Most maybe just because a lot of people are devious liars who want to fuck with you, but. Uh, anyway well one of the things that people say is that they're like well it came out too fast that was too fast they like rushed it or whatever and it's one of those things you talked about before where you're like if you don't know the normal process you don't get to criticize like a variation of the process in other words like the reason it came out so quick was because they kind of like they basically just said instead of going through the process of you know, step A, step B, step C, step D, you can do all the steps at the same time to save time and then like put it back together at the end. Mm-hmm. So you're not wasting a bunch of time or whatever. So that's kind of why it came out a lot quicker. But obviously like people hear that and like the guy who works at the gas station is just like, I don't know, man, that sounds sloppy to me as he freaking, you know, puts Feels back like the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Pool with gasoline, gasoline because yeah. there's a gas shortage. Just reheats the coffee from the other day <laughs> instead of making a new pot. Any, if you've ever had gas station nacho cheese, you uh. better take the vaccine. There's no way it's worse for you than that shit. Yeah. I just think it's yeah. funny how like the vaccine is seen as this thing imposed, created by the government. And it's like all the people who hate the government but love the private sector are Republicans. And it's like yeah. you do realize that the private sector developed the vaccine, right? It's like it was developed yeah. by the private sector. And then you were waiting for some real w- weird reason for government approval of the vaccine in order for it not to be suspicious. So you who don't trust the government was waiting for the government to approve the vaccine that was created by the private industry, the private sector. I just like, I just don't think people who are anti-vaccine actually know any, and they just want to be right without without being right. You know what I mean? They don't want to do the research. They don't want to actually know. They want to be dug in on four things that seem inconsistent in their head based off of no research at all. Literally research that like 30 seconds of scrutiny can't uphold to. I saw this one dude, this TikTok that went around like a couple months ago that some guy was like, oh yeah, well, if the vaccine is so safe, how come if you get the vaccine, you're not allowed to donate blood? Ha ha. And I just Googled, can you donate blood if you have the vaccine? And they're like, yes, you can. And it's like 15 <laughs> seconds of scrutiny. Yeah. That guy just yeah. lied blatantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, So it's yeah. like you can hear that fact in your head and go, oh, see, you can't donate blood. It must be yeah. dangerous. But like if you do any follow-up research, you know that that's not yeah, true at all. Yeah, it's literally just because you want to believe that. So you'll take any fact. That is even uh, sounds like a modicum of truth. Right, um, right. I, I wanted to ask you guys about a run you run a thing by you. I don't mind burning a joke, yeah. but um, it's about it's basically what we were talking about before about like how each side each side has 
does the same thing. Basically, there's no empathy for yeah. either side. Empathy is reserved for, you know, the people you already agree with. Um, but it's like people do the same thing, but it's just a different perspective. Like I've been talking about it on stage about like um, in the, in terms of like wokeness, it's like you're allowed to you're not allowed to notice when people are of a certain ethnicity are in a room but you're allowed to notice if they're not in a room, which I think is so weird. Cause it's like, like if you walk in a room, you're like, wow, there's a lot of Asians in here. People are like, dude, what is your problem? But if you walk in and you're like, there's not enough Asians in here. People are like, Oh my God, you know what? You're absolutely right. We got to do something like you're both counting though. Like why are we all, why is everybody counting Asians as it's, soon as they walk in a room? So good, man. That's like that bit to me has even more to go. Like, and it's, it's yeah. like, that's a great, great 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 joke and premise and it's 100 percent true it's like what we talked about before is like going way back but like when scarlett johansson wasn't allowed to play a trans person or like will mm-hmm. smith was not allowed to play uh serena williams dad because his skin wasn't black enough it's like at, at what it's like at one point woke reaches over to the other side of complete intolerance and it's like what makes me sad and it's something that i thought i've tr- i've tried to write about it and i haven't found exactly where the joke is but it's like we don't have the ability to make things better we only know how to do it one way so for example when it was the 1960s and 19 you know any honestly any time where black people were segregated against like the actions that white people had towards black people were basically judging them based off of their skin color. Uh, They had preconceived ideas of who they were based off their skin color. They had all these stereotypes. They, they, they treated them shit like all those things. And then you fast forward to today and it's like, we've gone, that was so fucked. What, what we did, how do we fix this? And it's like, I know let's Mm -hmm. judge white men. And like, and then make all these straw man stereotypes about how all white men are toxic and evil and shitty. And then just like everything is so lazy and it's like we didn't actually learn anything empathetically. And by the way, I'm not trying to compare what's going on now to how black people treated in the 60s. I'm just saying like the yeah, tactics, yeah, we're, get, we're the, getting it worse, <laughs> right? The, 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 tactics, <laughs> the tactics that they use now to try to even things out are basically the same in the same spirit as the tactics used in the past yeah. against. So it's like we haven't learned anything. Like no one's progressing. Yeah. We're just deciding to be shitty to them now. It's like everybody takes a turn being shitty to another person and then it'll just keep going and keep going and keep going and it's like i i, it, I guess it just bugs me because it just it just shows you how limited i guess society is and because well, it would be great to like, like you know it's like the idea of uh bringing people up like if white people like if white men are the top of the totem pole and they have everything that's amazing right they have socially everything shouldn't the goal be to bring everybody up to that so everybody has privilege and everybody you know what i mean instead it's like no let's rip down the white people to where they're down here with us and everybody's angry and like it's like wouldn't it be better to try to figure out the other way where like everybody has privilege and everybody has everything that they need it doesn't seem to go that way though yeah, I think when um, and uh, I think when people talk about white privilege, they kind of just mean cl- like class privilege. They kind of yeah. mean totally, and they they've kind of become like the, the the rich liberals don't want you to bring up class either, like they because it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, because that's the, and don't get me wrong, there are still certain things that are white privileges, but. The biggest white privilege is probably that, uh, you know, white families have had a way easier go of accumulating wealth and storing it within the family. And now that has led to, I don't know, more upward mobility, more ability for progeny to do whatever they want. Like, you know, if you could buy a house. Like if your family bought a house in the 80s and then they passed it on to their kids and they passed it on to their kids, that's passing wealth that appreciates through generations and generations. So just home ownership alone is a, right. is a and- huge thing that could help people. But unfortunately, like – I mean I think that I read that like I don't, I don't want to misstate a quote or whatever or a stat. But still it's very much like people who own homes in America are predominantly white. 
Mm-hmm. Right, because I don't know the exact laws because I'm not a historian, but black people have been shut out of uh, home ownership for, I don't know if you know this, but for some time yeah. in American history. Did you know yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, but uh, I think that's mainly what people are referring to, but it just gets conflated completely as if it's this one-to-one race thing. And it's again, it's... I just hate that like conversations can't be broader or more in depth as if like race is this totally singularly defining thing for disparities. And I don't know. It's not true. I mean, my, you know, a friend of mine dated a woman whose dad was worth like, I don't know, $90 million. And she's uh, lecturing me about privilege. She's like a Japanese Japanese Jewish woman. Right, right. I'm not saying I'm not privileged because you better believe I obviously am, but I mean. But you also have $90 million. Yeah, you have $90 million yeah. in our a mix of Jewish and Japanese. Teach soul cycle class. Sorry, yeah. Right. She was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, never mind. She was uh, Jewish and Japanese. Yeah. So she was. I hope this doesn't sound awful, but. She was a Jap, a uh, oh, no. Jewish American princess. Okay, yeah, that works, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, but not yeah. really. It's, I like it. She, she was a Jewish American princess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was way, also I Japanese, heard, but I yeah. wasn't referring to it in that way. I never heard that term before, by the way, before I moved to New York. And I was hanging out with somebody, and I, and he said it. He said he called someone a Jap like three times, and I'm like, Jesus! <laughs> and the fourth time he said it, I go, Hey man, who are you talking about? And then yeah. I realized quickly because the context clues weren't matching up either. And right. I was like, yeah. what, I, I was like, What is this? Like, I don't understand. And he goes, Jewish American princess. I go, Oh, <laughs> I Ooh, thought you were. Think. <laughs> I was like, What is going on yeah. here? It's oh, like, quick- like a, a conversation in 1942. <laughs> Quick anecdote on like slurs. So I shot a thing for this YouTube channel called Bold TV Mm -hmm. and they were interviewing me about Brett Coin and uh, Race the Movie came up because that's kind of a thing we're trying to make. Did they mention that in the Vox piece? No, they just said you were trying to film or fund a movie. They didn't say specifically which one. (sighs) It's heartbreaking. (laughs) <laughs> it, it is it it's is heartbreaking touchy. it's a touchy subject i know i know um but um in any case so i mentioned race the movie and then i they were like oh because they're like oh who wrote it and i said don't i said don't worry two crackers didn't write the race comedy <laughs> epic and then every the five like four crew members and the host got really awkward yeah like silent awkward <laughs> and then i tried to recover by saying don't i uh, hey you can relax some of my friends are crackers <laughs> and yeah. they didn't they didn't laugh yeah, at that they either that. yeah I, and then the producer after was like telling me they're like we're probably we'll gonna we're gonna bleep cracker which if you bleep cracker it's like dude yeah. it's gonna sound like i'm saying a, a significantly worse slur especially if like, they just beep out the crack part and they they bring it back yeah, out this guy just casually dropping end bombs like that's okay the hard r end bombs yeah. yeah oh man um i uh yeah yeah uh, I, no i was gonna say um as far as like all these conversations about this stuff, it like infuriates me because it's the exact same, like the activism now is just um, raising awareness. Like it's all just about like, it's like Susan G. Komen. Like they don't actually Mm -hmm. like try to cure breast cancer. They just try to remind you that breast cancer is a thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a thing that bothered me. I probably talked about this before about Greta Thunberg. Like somebody brought her up the other day and and they were like, somebody said like, why is she famous? And I'm like, She's famous because people thought that making her famous was enough to do something about climate change. Like just having her be famous was doing something about climate change. That's another bit, dude. That's great. And and she's and the thing it's not even it's not her fault. She's like outside no, going like why aren't not. why are we not doing anything? And they're yeah, like, she's not, oh, she's we not want like you to do trying it. Trying to get famous, she was like, dude, yeah. like let's get fix this. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny though too? I've realized is that like. When I grew up, like, Christian and I were texting about this, like, uh, 
what was the Limp Biscuit? We're talking about Limp Biscuit yeah. and Attack, and it's like right. that's an album that I wasn't supposed to have, but I somehow like Limp yeah. Biscuit was forbidden in my house, and I snuck to buy a Limp Biscuit album. <laughs> yeah, like I like that's how dope that band was at the time. Um, but yeah. but just going back to like the censorship and the parental advisory stickers and all these things, the late nineties, early two thousands, it was that in video games. Uh, and all these people were talking about how it promoted violence and rap music, especially even with NWA days, promoted mm-hmm. violence and this, that, and the other, this, that, and the other. And I realized that like society has totally shifted from a center right to a center left thing because now we're center left mm-hmm. to where now currently the the new rap music of the day that's causing all these problems with the young kids and is Joe Rogan's podcast. Like Joe yeah. Rogan will have a, a bad opinion about a vaccine and people act like he is brainwashing society with his yeah. craziness. And it's like, dude, like if you're taking vaccine advice from Joe Rogan, it's like, dude, like a lot of people listen to his podcast, but he's not yeah. he's not like a, it's not like it's like NWA. Like you listen to NWA in the early 90s. It doesn't mean you're going to go shoot a cop. Like, yeah. you know, like sometimes you're just entertained by somebody. So, yeah, but I will take Alpha Brain. So, yeah, <laughs> he did so get me on the Alpha Brain. Yeah, so it's like I have no no doubt that he has some influence and stuff, and his opinion may mean yeah. something to somebody. But I don't think his opinion is strong enough in most people to where, like, if you Dude. were for vaccine, you're like, I love the vaccine. And then you listen to Rogan's podcast, you would change your mind. It might make you ingrained on your already opinion that you would have, regardless of whether Joe Rogan existed or not. Alpha brain is so stupid. It's dumb, dude. No, just think of the, even the, even the name, like the opposite of having a brain is thinking you gotta be alpha about it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You're inherently not an alpha brain by being like, I gotta be the fucking, that's not how it is. Like, I'm not gonna be like these other beta brains out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they might as well call it like I don't know, uh, smart, smarty pants powder. Like, yeah, uh, exactly. So funny. Not these goddamn beta brains. That's hilarious. Dude, I have an yeah. alpha brain, bro. Yeah. What do you uh, do? Yeah. What do you do? Lift weights? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I, assume, I don't know if, right. I, if this is true or not. I don't know if I made this up, but I thought at one point like nootropics, like. Yeah. The root word was like neuro, but then they had to change uh-huh. the spelling of it to like N-O-O because it's like, right. it's like snow cone. Like you can't claim it's neuro anything because it's not actually neuro. It's all it's all junk science. But also yeah. I noticed too, weirdly enough, he doesn't hawk that anymore. Like he just kind of stopped. Yeah. And I almost oh. wonder what that's a, like. I wonder if he became... Like they probably just stop. There's no way. I mean, maybe there is. Maybe they're just making so much money off of it. They're like, we don't even need to do this anymore, dude. You already got all of your people. Yeah, your thanks. disciples are already on it. But I don't know. Apparently, he owned that company. He owned on it. Was it on it? Yeah, he owned it or co-owned it or had a piece of it or something. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I noticed that I haven't heard. Uh, not that I'm a. I I listen occasionally. I'm not like a disciple or whatever of Joe Rogan. But um, Re- resident Rogan scholar Nick Whitmer. Yeah, but I mean, I, 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 you know, like if he has on a comic, I like, like if he has on Bill Burr or somebody. I think yeah. he had the last Tom Segura was on like a month ago or something. I listened to that episode. Right. Uh, I didn't hear an Alpha Brain ad then. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I I'm guess his know. brain is becoming very pussy like. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, just to put a, a button on that, something Whitmer said. Oh, I remember a while back about you know the people that get mad at joe rogan it's like the 20 year olds on twitter have become the new letter writing old ladies like it used to be <laughs> oh, letter writing old ladies and then fucking now brilliant. they're the exact same like they go i just want to cancel my subscription to whatever yeah. um, so funny. um by the way <clears> one time on one time at nickelodeon uh i was work- when i was working at nickelodeon we were in the offices and uh I guess somebody was trying to call Comedy Central, but they ended up calling Nickelodeon and they left this angry voicemail about this show <laughs> called The President's Show where they're making fun of Donald Trump. And they called and this girl played us the message because it was on her phone. She's like, I don't know what the hell this is. And this old lady from like Kentucky was like, you 
people need to respect the president. That is our president. I think your show is disgusting. And meanwhile, she's calling the wrong number. <laughs> Leaving it like some animator making fucking like bubble guppies cartoons. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. God, that woman geez. trying her best. Meanwhile, that woman has shared memes of Obama, yeah. you know, next to like a monkey. And you're yeah, like, well, exactly. what about respecting the president then? I think yeah. one of those is a little bit worse, but okay. Yeah, straight That's- up, just Michelle Obama is a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think we could uh, top it off there. I got a baby that needs uh, attention. Guys, get your Brett coin. All right, it's on. I'm gonna. I'm go. I'm submitting my application to me on Coinbase. It's easier to get than you want. I'm on. I got on Vox. I'm gonna try and use this Vox piece to get on Fox. It's a whole thing. Get your Brett coin. Brettcoin.org. Buy in. Don't miss out on building generational wealth for your family because you're too lazy. I like that. Accusing them of being too lazy. I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do you want to keep wallowing in poverty you know and pity or do you want to be able to one day have an island? You know what's keeping you from owning Bretcoin? Your own filthy laziness. Yeah, you piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah, pick yourself off your bootstraps and buy some Bretcoin. <laughs> anyway, the only thing I want to promote is Bretcoin. So oh, get your yeah. Bretcoin. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to give my plug to that bullshit. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. End, end the show. End it. End it, Chris. I own 177, so Brett going for life, baby. That's true. To the moon. To the All sun. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye.